welcome to episode four of Voices from the Northeast. Hello, listeners. In today's episode, we're going to go back to the 1950s in Ashington and we're going to move through the 50s and the 60s to the 70s. We're going to hear the most wonderful stories from Eleanor. So I'm going to dial in and let her tell her story. Enjoy. Hello, Eleanor. Hello there, Paul. <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to get you there. <laughs> no, we can make anything work. <laughs> How are you? Uh, fine, thanks. And yourself? Mustn't grumble, as they say. Mustn't grumble. Well, that's true. I wish this thing was over and done with, though. Oh, dear. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. It makes makes it all very hard work. It really does. Well, yes, especially when you're working from home as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely not easy, I have to admit. I'm not a huge... You know, I teach computer science, but I'm definitely not a fan of, like, teaching over the internet to kids. It's not the same. No. It's really not the same. However, we will uh, we will go back to a time long before we were using computers. Um, and so, actually, should I say long before? Does that sound really rude? Yes, far <laughs> easier. <laughs> um, right. So, go on then. Um, t- tell me your story then. <laughs> where Where do you want us to start? When I was well, born, I was going to say I you when when we when you um sent me that message the other day you started right at the very beginning and I thought I like that just start at the very beginning 1950 right well that's when I was born and I lived above Downey's hardware shop on Station Road uh, with my mum dad older brother we had one room where we lived and slept my brother sharing with mum and dad and me and my cot at the bottom of their bed. Must have been snug. It it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but we managed, other than the, when the roof used to leak and of course the water came through the thing, we used to have a, 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 a pail in the middle of the floor as well as trying to scout around that. So it was a bit of a problem, but we managed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um... There was a small kitchen and uh, which was used and we had a toilet which was outside in the yard and in the winter we had the paraffin heat to keep the pipes from freezing and also to keep us warm when we used it. <laughs> oh, when when I interviewed Mam the other day, she was telling me about um, sometimes having to get a dad to come out with um, a bit of boiling water if in the winter the actual toilet inside had frozen. Yes, uh, yes, uh, not not good time. Well, it was fun times, but not good times as far as that was concerned. <laughs> not, not if you had to nip out during the middle of the night, I would imagine. No, well, we did have one, um, one, uh, what, well, chamber pots, and then what, what, what used to be called. <laughs> oh, you're, as my mum used to say, it was called the gazunda because it goes under the bed. Under the bed, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> The fun and games. <laughs> oh, me. Uh, never mind. 
Um, and then while I was there, I went to the school, Wandsbeck for infant school, um, where we had double seated wooden benches with backs on, and they were attached to the two desks with lift up lids. Um, so, Lee, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, if anybody didn't know this and they were a point of reference. My point of reference for this is now Beamish Museum. Yeah, well, probably, yeah, yes. Because I, uh -huh. I think we had, uh, when I was a student at Hurst Park, I think we had a couple of those desks that lifted up. They were in the library, um, mm. but they'll be long gone now. Um, so I sort of think, actually, the only place you're going to have those desks now is is a museum like Beamish, you know? Yes. And I mean, I wouldn't have remembered, but I have got a photograph of me at Wandsbeck sitting in one of those uh, bench seats with the desk in front. Wow. Yes. So uh, it was fun and games. And, and um, it had the lift up lid and the place and the put your inkwell in. Uh, unfortunately, I was one of the last ones <laughs> to use ink because I always blotted. <laughs> <laughs> it was very difficult trying to just get enough ink on the nib of the of the pen. So, I mean, that that's another one. So that's where you you, you dip the end of the pen in, just drawing out enough ink to write literally what a word at a time. I can't imagine well, you could yes. write more than that before. Yes, because wow. they were only on a pencil, oh, well, not a pencil, a wooden shaft, and then you you would put the nib on the shaft of the 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 uh, the wooden shaft, and uh, you just dip the very end of the nib in, or tried to, and then just you, you, sometimes you just got a few few letters, and then. If you put too much on, as I say, you've got a lovely ink spot. <laughs> oh, no, okay. That's me. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, you know, I didn't mind just using my pencil all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, well, I was there till we moved to Roseneath Court. So whereabouts is that? Whereabouts is Roseneath Court? That was used to be where the old hospital was. It's that estate that faces that. I would have faced that. Okay, so where was uh, be Beside, now? um, oh dear me, uh, Adeline's hairdressers. You would oh, turn the, in the, there. Yeah, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, the old hospital in Ashton. You're next to the railway. Yes, line. yes, the old hospital. Yes. Okay. Uh, beside the railway line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I was nearly seven when we moved there. Uh, I thought it was absolutely brilliant because we had a, a big kitchen, <laughs> a lovely big sitting room, and we each had a bedroom each, which was brilliant. Wow. Yes. Um, and mine was the best of all because it had a real fire in. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> which was most unusual for a bedroom. So you had your real fire in my bedroom and you had a real fire in the sitting room. Um, and in the winter, when I wanted to play in my bedroom, my dad used to light me fire so I could keep nice and warm. Wow. Uh, 
And because we had had very little furniture in my one room and station road, I got a new bed, proper bed, um, and a dressing table and a wardrobe. So I felt like a princess. Wow, that's a whole new life, that, isn't it? It it was, definitely. I was a bit sick of the cot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Neil kept saying, are you sure you weren't in a drawer? I said, no, I wasn't. I was in a cot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. But what What did your dad do? What was your dad? My dad, he was a miner when he, he left the forces, because um, oh, right. obviously he was in the forces during the war. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and there he was in the mining. Um, my mum, she was uh, a pool attendant at the Ashton Miners Baths. Wow, where was that? It was on. Um, oh, you're asking me, Paul. You know <laughs> where where the le- where the old baths were. The institute. Oh, down the chute. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, institute. Yeah, yeah. And the, you had the swimming baths next to it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, my mum was a, a pool attendant there, and it was mm-hmm. lovely when we lived on Station Road. Because I used to go and swim in the swim pool when I got older, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the swimming pool, in the one of the rooms, they had two massive, uh, well, I suppose there would have been cast iron baths in them days. And my mum used to let us get in there after I'd been <laughs> swimming with my friend, Shirley, and we used to lie there in the in the soap bubbles, and it oh. was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but they used to be for like miners or whatever, who used mm-hmm. to use the swim pool, and they used to go into the bath to get clean. Wow. Um, because not everybody had baths in them days; they were yeah, just yeah. the tin ones, you know. Uh, so that was a real treat. That lovely. Wow, um, and then of course when we moved to Roseneath Court, she she left the swimming baths and then um, went to work in Pierroni's ice cream. So I had the best Ooh. of both both worlds hey. there. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, <laughs> the best ice cream in Ashton once upon a time. Yeah, yes. well, yeah, I've, I mean, it didn't exist when I was younger, but I know the name because my mum and dad and anybody almost of that generation talks about Pironi's as being the most amazing ice creams they can remember. Oh, absolutely Ooh. divine. It was just a shame they wouldn't share the uh, recipe. <laughs> so that's sort of gone with them. So, yes, it went you with know. them, I see what you mean, yeah. That's right. Um, but it was lovely being in Roseneath Court, and of course I had a garden to play in, which mm. was nice. Um, oh. And then uh, I went to the Park Secondary School because I didn't. So Hurst Park. Sorry. That's Hurst Park, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. All ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I didn't pass the eleven plus. Um, oh. So. I mean, it was a nice school, mm. uh, but I wasn't there long because just before I got to 13, 
um, you were given the choice to go to boarding school if you wanted to go to boarding school. How how did that come about? Because that sounds so strange. I, d- I don't know. You just got a, a... All I can remember is you got a, a leaflet and a form uh, saying you could go to either um, Belgium, which was Brown Rig, right. and Martin, which was in Cheshire, Wow. Um, if you so wish to do so. Um, <laughs> I must admit, I, I never thought about it at the time when I was keep saying to my mum and dad, I, want, I would like to go. Um, but afterwards, I thought, he really, it was, you know, I mean, they had just paid for a, a, a uniform, which was a brown skirt, uh, white shirt, a brown jumper and a, a brown blazer, and then they ended up when the, when I when they said I could go to boarding school, it was a grey skirt, a grey oh. jumper, and a, a a blue blazer. So it was, <laughs> it must have cost them a fortune, bless, uh, really. Oh. And of course, also they had to pay a certain amount to, for us to be at boarding school. Um, now, £30 was bandied about. Now, I don't know if that was for the year or it was per mm. term. Um, but yeah, either way, that's quite a lot of money then. Well, nice. Um, so it, it would have cost them quite a bit of money, but of course they could have, would have saved money in one respect because they weren't feeding us at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Um but yes, so I chose to go to Martin um, in Cheshire, which in Cheshire. Uh, and did anybody did anybody else from your yes, there was quite a few, quite a few. So oh, wow. I wasn't just the only one, and of course uh-huh. it was the East School got the choice as well, um, right. and obviously the Hurst Park as well. So uh, there was quite a few from Ashington actually went to each of the the boarding schools, whichever they chose. Wow. Um, But, of course, when you went there, you only had holidays, Easter, summer and Christmas. Oh, wow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you were mostly away from home than what, uh, what you were at home. But you got used to it. Um, and how long were you away? Um, it was three and a half years I was at boarding school. So I did all my exams there. You know, your, your, uh, well, we did Northern Counties, which was the equivalent of GCSE. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did my exams there. And I was near, well, 16 and a half by the time I came back to Ashington mm-hmm. um, and got a job. So what year, would, what, round about what time is that then? That was, um, I would have said, wait, wait a minute, I was born in 50, so uh, 67. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that would have made us... Uh, uh, yes, seventeen. Well, coming up to seventeen. So you came back, and so that was back up in back up here. And where did you say you were? Uh, Cheshire. 
And then when you came back home, sorry. Oh, when you came sorry. Back home. Um, yeah. Well, I had then, yeah, my mum and dad had then moved to Broomley, which is beside the tech. Oh, okay, by the college. Yes. So is, is that is opposite the front of the college, or is that it's, on the other um, It's on the other side where the shops are, but further, right. further it's like where the traffic lights are. Oh, yeah. Bromley yeah. Estate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, as I say, I, I, I applied for the army and I applied for a job at Butch the Chemist. Both very similar, obviously. Well, <laughs> well yes. Well, my, <laughs> my brother was in the forces. Um, and, of course, he had been away from being a cadet um, right. when he was 16. Um, so of course I thought, well, I fancy that. Um, but the boots, the chemist came before interview before the army. Uh-huh. So I went to boots, the chemist, and it was for being a dispenser for dispensing their medications. All right. Um, so what I had to do was I had to uh, do a a two-year course. It was a course where you, um, uh, what is it? They, they sent the information to you, and you. Uh, oh, so what distance learning? Yes. So you just learn from. Yes. Who? Okay. Uh, so I learned my qualifications for that, um, and that's where I stopped really till I got well, got married. You had asked. You had asked permission, though, if you could keep your job. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh huh. Um, and I mean, not everybody got permission, but of course, with me being a dispenser, um, if I'd possibly. You were indispensable. You were. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, possibly. <laughs> um, so uh, yes. But I enjoyed that. Um, but of course. And then, so what year was that that we got married? What year was that? So, uh, it was at Ashton. I worked. At and then, so when you, when you, I'm trying to think what, what year you still had to ask permission. So what oh, year was 71. that? Oh, 71. I got married oh, when I was sev- uh, in 71. Wow. Uh, and you still have to ask if you could keep your yes, job. Yes. Uh, Different world. There was just there were certain jobs that you had to certain uh, companies that you had to ask permission. Yeah. Goodness me. And, wow. mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> uh, it's very strange. Uh, young ones wouldn't, so it... wouldn't believe half of really what people say now. No, well, I mean, even something just as, I suppose, as small as a throwaway comment like that is a big, big deal now. I mean, you, that is just a whole different world, a whole different idea of, um, I guess, emancipation, basically, you know, to suggest that you had to ask permission to stay at work just because you got yes. married is insane. Mm. Gosh, didn't know that. And so did you stay at Boots until you retired? Uh, no, I stayed at Boots. I was transferred from Washington and I went to Morpeth. Um, oh. 
the butts at Morpeth. And then, of mm -hmm. course, they were going to transfer us to um, Newcastle. Yeah. <coughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, and, of course, I didn't really want to go to Newcastle. I should have gone because that was in their contract uh, that they could move you anywhere they wanted to. Okay. Um, but I said, well, Morpeth was not too bad to get at. Uh, Newcastle was a different kettle of fish for getting on the bus and getting there. And, of course, sometimes mm. you had to work late times because the chemists did a rotor. They still do now, where they leave the dispensary open on different occasions, you know, the, the rotate. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, sometimes I would be coming home about half nine uh, on the bus. Um, and I said, well... Yeah, you didn't, didn't want that from Newcastle. Well, no, no. And, I mean, we were planning to have children, so I said, really... Mm. I would prefer to stop at Morpeth, but they said no, they wouldn't wouldn't accept that. So if I didn't want to move, I would have to uh, lose my job. Uh, oh. Yes, so I lost my job. <laughs> oh, wow. but at least you stood to your guns. <laughs> well, yes, but in a way, I did break the contract. Um, you know, mm. but. I thought, well, if I'm going to start a family, we're going to start it now. And when they asked us yeah. to move, which was in 70, oh, probably um, 72, I think it was. Uh, no, 73, possibly. 72, 73. Um, mm. And I thought, well, for, if I'm only going to be there for possibly nine months, well, not even nine months, um, you know, if I fell pregnant, it would be a waste, a waste yeah. of time, really, because I had decided that if I got pregnant, I would look after the children and uh -huh. pack in my job. Um, mm -hmm. But fortunately, um, the boots in Morpeth used to be right next to Freeman, Hardy and Willis, uh, the shoe shop. Oh, and okay. Because we're popped into different shops while we're at work, you know, we got very friendly yeah. with people. And uh, I was talking to uh, Olive, a, a lady I knew for a long time, uh, saying, Oh, I'm going to lose my job because I won't travel to Newcastle. And she spoke to uh, the manageress of Freeman Hardy and Willis at Morbeth and said, You know, would you, is there a space? And I got a job there. Oh, <laughs> so nice. I went. Just next door to the Yes, door. I walked from one <laughs> shop to the next shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was actually only there for nine months, really. And then mm. I had to mm. leave because I, I was pregnant and ready for. Mm. So it worked out quite well, and uh, Mrs. Knox was absolutely thrilled, and she wasn't in the least bothered because I did. I was very truthful <laughs> with her when I started. I said, "Look, we're going to start a family, so as soon as I'm, you know, 
and she was quite happy with that, which was nice. And then is and then did you did you not return to work after you had started having no, children? Um Michael was born in seventy four and uh, that was it. I stopped at home, looked after him. Uh, it was hard because Neil didn't mm. have a very good wage in them days. Um, we, were, we were in a police house, so that was okay. Um, mm. uh, but we struggled, um, but we got on with it. If, I, if uh, Michael wanted any clothes, he got the clothes. We did without. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's what you do as parents. Um, mm-hmm. But it was good. And then, of course, Andrew came three years later in 77. So that was it. Hey. Well, Elna, thank you very, very much. That's 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 the longest interview so far, by the way. <laughs> Why that's been probably about a lot canny but a gibberish on it, like stuttering and stammering at no, the same. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, there's there's no gibberish at all. All lots of stuff. In fact, I think we could probably do hours and hours of unpicking different stages in that and getting into the detail of it. That's because. There's so much, especially school stuff. I'm good. I'm definitely gonna get you back on, and we'll go back into the school days at some point because there's loads in there. I think to well, talk about. Well, that's, um, that's fine. Yeah, definitely. Well, I will say thank you very much for that for now, and we'll 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 round that off on this episode. And um, I will have a listen back to that, and uh, I think I'm gonna make some notes and come back to you and get you to talk in a bit more detail about some of the other experiences that we've just scratched the surface right. of on this um so you're thank welcome you. paul have a good night <laughs> talk to you soon you stay and you, bye. bye oh wow i really enjoy listening to eleanor and every story she tells me you listen to the whole story and then you suddenly think Actually, I want to know more about that little bit in it and, and that little bit in it and, and, and that bit there that you just mentioned and then moved on. Um, while I was talking, well, whilst I was listening to Eleanor, I made some notes uh, because it's basically inspired some future episodes that we're going to do on the podcast. And particularly future episodes I'd love listeners to send me their stories of. So I'll, I'll tell you what I wrote down. Hurst Park School. I went to Hurst Park School in the 90s. Um, you know, my mom and Elna went, um, I guess that was the 60s, very different school. I want to hear from listeners that went to Hearst Park School. Let's share some thoughts about Hearst Park School. Um, I, I, I think I could probably do a whole episode or probably two or three about Hearst Park, the school, the teachers, the trips you went on, um, the fun things you remember doing there, your friends that you had at school, the sports teams you were part of. So, Upcoming episodes, I'm definitely going to do an episode about Hearst Park School, so uh, please get in touch with the podcast, anchor.fm forward slash voices from the northeast. Early on in your message, tell me that this is a memory about Hearst Park School, and then leave me your message. Same with any of the schools in Ashington. If you've got a memory of some of those, um, I mean, the, the North School, schools like that, if you've got a first school story, high school, grammar school, Leave me a story. Tell me very early on that this is a story about such and such a school. Uh, that'll help me filter them and put them and organise them and ready for an episode. 
The other one was going to a boarding school. Now, this is really naive of me, but it's not something I even thought of, you know. Um, did anybody else take up this opportunity? Does anybody know what the opportunity was about? You know, like, how did it come about that um, children were being offered the opportunity to go to a boarding school? That's so cool. Like, who went? Tell me if you went to one of those schools. I'd love to hear about your experiences. Eleanor says she had an amazing time. Did you? Was it was it fun? Was it difficult being away from your family? Um, just brilliant. And then things like, you know, ice cream shops in Ashington. My own mum and dad tell me all sorts of wonderful stories about shops that no longer exist that once did. Um, but the ice cream shop is definitely one of them that they remember. Um, yeah, just so much in that to unpick. And I'd really love to, to hear people's stories and get them shared. So... Like you would on Facebook, drop a comment underneath and, and, and tell us something. Please leave me a message at anchor.fm forward slash voices from the northeast. It'll ask for your name and an email address and a password. Um, just put an email address in, make up a password, leave me your voicemail message. And then when I include it in an episode, you'll get an automatic email to say, look, your story's been used. Tune in to the next episode. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the podcast. You will hear from us soon, and hopefully I'll hear from you soon too. Stay safe and well, everybody.